Hello and welcome to Deep Dive from the Japan Times. I'm Oscar Boyd. Over the past few months, Japan has been slowly easing its COVID-19 related border restrictions. In March, after almost two years, it started allowing in students, academics and business people. Then, in April, parents and immediate relatives of foreign residents were allowed to enter the country. But the borders are still shut to tourists, a broad category of people that includes everyone from leisure travellers to the unmarried partners of residents of Japan. This week on Deep Dive, Kanako Takahara, the Japan Times' head of domestic news, joins me to discuss when Japan might reopen to international tourism and what that reopening might look like. Kanako Takara, welcome back to Deep Dive. Thanks for having me, Oscar. We've just returned from Golden Week, a week of public holidays where many people take time off work to go and travel, to visit their parents, visit relatives. Could you describe what we saw in terms of domestic tourism over the last week? Yes, a lot of people travel domestically and also internationally. At airports, there are a throng of people waiting for flights going to, for instance, Hawaii. And a lot of the train stations were packed with travelers who wants to go to see their parents, grandparents. So airline bookings from April 29th to May 8th were 1.7 times higher than the previous year for domestic flights and 4.7 times higher for international flights. And also according to Japan railway companies, the number of passengers using trains was 2.4 times the number compared with Golden Week last year. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I was, you know, traveling to Kamakura in Kanagawa Prefecture during the Golden Week holidays, and I was seeing signs of heavy traffic, like 20 kilometers heavy traffic, or 40, even 40. That's like the usual Golden Week holidays during, you know, pre-pandemic. I was thinking, this is like the pandemic's over. Right. And it is the first golden week we've had since 2019, where large parts of Japan haven't been under a state of emergency. Right. I remember, like, I think it was last year's golden week holiday or the year before. Me and my family, we didn't really have anything to do and we were asked to stay at home. So we went to the riverbanks and just played with the kids where nobody was there. Mm. That was it for the Golden Week holidays. That's the extent of the the leisure that we did. So it was pretty different. Mm. So it really feels like domestic tourism is getting back on its feet in Japan, Mm -hmm. even if numbers aren't quite as high as they were pre-pandemic. What's the story with international tourism? Right now, international tourists are not allowed to come in yet. In March, Japan opened its borders to foreign students academics and business travelers who have sponsors in Japan. And since then, people are wondering, when will international tourists be able to come to Japan? And we don't know yet. Mm. And Japan is one of only a handful of countries worldwide to have such a strict policy that prevents international tourism. And it's the only member of the G7 to do so. Yes. UK doesn't have any restriction anymore for international travellers, so it's a big difference compared to that. So when we look at the data for the numbers of international tourists to Japan over the past couple of years, what does that show? Well, in 2019, there are 32 million travellers who came to Japan. And in 2021, that's last year, there were only like 250,000 travellers. So you don't really see any foreign tourists anywhere. 
before the pandemic, there were like a lot of tourists in Ginza, Akihabara, and Sensoji in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and also like Kyoto, and all those tourist destinations, but now you don't see any of them. Mm, yeah, I was in Kyoto over Golden Week, and it was really interesting actually because it felt almost as crowded as it had been pre pandemic, but it was only really domestic tourists, and there were very, very few right. non Japanese faces in the mix. How has the government here continued to justify the ban on international tourists, especially now that mm-hmm. so many other countries around the world have reopened their borders to tourism? Well, I think the big part was that the number of people infected in Japan and other countries, there are a lot of difference.、Uh, Japan, I think, has been low in the number of people. Who got infected compared to like Western countries, for、mm-hmm. instance. And because of that, I think it made sense for Japan to try to limit the number of people coming in Japan because if they could stop it at the border, then they could restrict the number of people or infections in Japan. And also, I think the government has been very concerned about getting the third shot, booster shot. For elderly people,、mm-hmm. because they are the high risk people. And until I think the end of March, there are still people who wanted to get vaccinated for the booster shot. Because Japan was slow in the start of vaccination in the first place compared to Western countries, I think booster shots were also you know, delayed compared to other countries. And that was also a concern.、Mm. It may seem like a really obvious question. But who's actually affected by the ban on tourists? Well, definitely international tourists who would want to come to Japan for pleasure, but also people like partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, or extended family who want to see their relatives in Japan. Parents, direct family members can come to Japan if they、uh, get the right visa, but extended family members won't be able to come to Japan, even though they haven't maybe been able to see their family members for years、mm-hmm. or since the start of the pandemic.、Mm. I think that's one of the major frustrations for both people in Japan and outside the country who are hoping to come here.、Right. that Even after two years of the pandemic, even after getting vaccinated and all these treatments coming on board, that they are still so disconnected from their loved ones by these strict border policies. You recently wrote an article on the costs of the international tourism ban on businesses in Japan. Could you explain some of those impacts? Well, the ban has hit the hospitality sector, particularly restaurants, you know, hotels, airlines, that kind of industries has been hit very hard since the start of the pandemic. And one Kansai University professor puts the loss stemming from the lack of foreign visitors at about 11 trillion yen in 2020 alone, suggesting that over the two years, the loss would be about 22 trillion. That's very huge. And 22 trillion yen equates to about 170 billion US dollars. How significant is that in terms of Japan's entire economy? Right. So, Japan's economy in 2021 was about 541 trillion yen. So, compared to that, the loss would be just about 2% of GDP.、Mm-hmm. So, that's very huge. You know, Japan has been trying to boost the economy through. Foreign travelers and former Prime Minister Suga was the one who has been spearheading the move to increase foreign tourists in Japan for the past like five, six years.、Mm-hmm. 
And Japan has been trying to attract about 60 million foreign visitors by 2030, but the pandemic really derailed that plan. Right, as you said, it went from 32 million travelers in 2019 down to just 250,000 in 2021. Right. And on top of that, the weak yen, that would, you know, attract foreign tourists significantly. But because of the closed borders, Japan can't cash in on it now. You mentioned earlier that the government was waiting for the booster shot to be distributed amongst all the elderly population before it wanted to consider opening the borders. Does that mean that the government has some kind of roadmap for how it wants to proceed going forward? They may have it internally, but、uh, publicly, no. That's the problem, I think, for Japan. And it was the same case when foreign students, business travelers were allowed in. Before that, we didn't see any kind of roadmap.、Mm. And it came out so suddenly, like in the last two weeks or so,、mm. they were suddenly allowed in and they were like scrambling for paperwork and、mm-hmm. everything.、Mm-hmm. I think that could be the case for international tourists as well. And that、uh, even if they have it internally, maybe. They don't disclose it and they do it all of a sudden.、Mm. Well, on that point, last Friday we did see, again, all of a sudden, media reports that Japan would begin experimenting with very limited international tourism as early as the end of this month. What are the details on that? So, there hasn't been any official announcement yet, but the、uh, Fuji News Network reported that the government may start experimenting with small. Package tours、mm-hmm. because if you have like a guide, then they would be responsible for that team. So it's my it's like having a sponsor,、mm-hmm. sponsored tour、mm-hmm. in Japan, and people would have that kind of person in responsibility to navigate it if they get infected and everything.、Mm, so the government really wants someone to be responsible for the inbound international tourists. The other detail that I remember seeing in the report was that anyone arriving on these experimental tours would have to have had a full course and booster shots of various approved vaccines. I would think so. Is that so. correct? Yes. Okay, so package tours, if that's the model that Japan uses going forward, it's not exactly the country throwing its doors open to the world or a full resumption of normal pre pandemic no, tourism. No. So it'll be still, I think. Some time before people can just hop on the plane, come to Japan, and then backpack through Japan. Right, or even just make the minor detours to go to an interesting restaurant or bar or head off the main tourist track to some fun back alley somewhere, which I think is half the fun of coming to Japan and exploring the country. You know, as well as the news of experimental tours, over Golden Week, we saw Prime Minister Kishida give a speech in London where he said that in June, Japan will introduce a smoother entry process similar to that of other G7 members. I think a lot of people in media have taken that statement to mean that there will be a full resumption of tourism in Japan from June. But as far as I'm aware, that's not been confirmed. When might we find out more about that? I would say later this month, hopefully. 
we're all looking closely on that news and when that would come. I think it depends on how the daily new cases will rise after Golden Week holidays. Mm. The government wants to make sure that it's within the manageable figure and that they can, you know, go ahead, proceed with opening up to maybe international tourists. Mm -hmm. But it may still be in phases before that happens. Right. And I guess one of the main limiting factors on the normal resumption of tourism here would be the fact that there's still set to be a daily entry cap of only 20,000 people entering the country per day in June, right. which is the highest it's been since the pandemic began, but still far lower than the number of people that were entering Japan on a daily basis pre-pandemic. Right. Pre-pandemic was more, even more. It was approximately 90,000 travelers per day. So 20,000, even if it's bumped up 20,000, still far less than the pre-pandemic level. You said that the estimated cost of this international travel ban was about 22 trillion yen over two years. How much pressure is there within Japan at the moment for the country to actually open to international tourism? At present, I think Keidanreng, which is Japan Business Federation, it's a business lobby group, has been pushing for Japan to reopen its borders to international tourists. Keidanreng and four other business leaders proposed in a statement in April to a government panel that Japan needs to reopen its borders to tourists in phases if the COVID cases are calming down. Mm-hmm. And the fact that during the Golden Week holidays, Japanese tourists are going abroad, mm. then Japan needs to kind of reciprocate mm. to those destination countries as well. Yeah, that's been a second big frustration surrounding Japan's tourism ban that Japanese citizens and even foreign residents at this point can go to other countries and return to Japan as they please. But it's not possible for people from other countries to come to Japan and that's been particularly unfair and harmful for people separated from their loved ones. Yeah, correct. And dur- during the Golden Week holidays, I was in, you know, at home watching TV and there are all sorts of TV programs, you know, airing how people are going to Hawaii now during mm. the Golden Week holidays. The sun, the, the blues, the, you know, the oceans are so beautiful. And I think that itself, I think... Uh, back maybe a couple of months, TV would not be airing those kind of things because of a uh, fear of a backlash, maybe. So them, you know, airing those and then people are, you know, watching it with admiration mm. would mean that people are warming up to that kind of sentiment going abroad. It's okay mm. to travel now. And it, it would then definitely mean that they can be more welcome to international tourists. I think that moves us on nicely to talking about public sentiment on this issue. How is the Japanese public currently thinking about border restrictions? So in in a media poll conducted over the weekend, 48% of respondents said border restrictions should be eased, while 38% said it should not be eased. Mm. Watching over these uh, polls over the the months, and it was much higher, like back in uh, December, for, for instance. More people in December were saying that the borders should remain shut. Should be should remain closed. Mm. And now in March, it became lower. And now it's a little bit lower as well. But I would say that probably elderly people 
who are high risk of getting severe symptoms and they would not necessarily travel outside Japan、mm-hmm. would be still concerned about having like a flood of international tourists coming into Japan. And maybe that could be a risk for their health, for、mm-hmm. instance. So they're not necessarily seeing any immediate benefit from the resumption of international tourism, but seeing lots of potential risks. Right. I think also. The elderly people are the ones who go to the、uh, you know, polling station when the、uh, upper house election is held in July.、Mm. And I would say that Prime Minister Kishida's administration and also the ruling LDP also has that in mind that they don't want cases to go up and then become a backlash for their party and then affect. The election results. I think they definitely have that in mind as well. What do you think are the main challenges or concerns about restarting international tourism? As I said, I think one of the key points was that、uh, the elderly still weren't vaccinated with the booster shot till, say, around the end of March. I think now for people who are over 65, 80 to 90% has been given the booster shot.、Mm-hmm. So now I would say that they have better protection against the virus. So I think that's definitely in their minds. Also, if during the sixth wave, the concern was that the healthcare system would be overwhelmed and there are not enough hospital staff to treat patients if need be.、Mm-hmm. Is there concern over the behavior of international tourists? Coming to Japan because I mean, the most obvious example would be looking at the culture of wearing masks in Japan, which is very, very different to the mask wearing culture in, say,、right. the UK or the US. Do you think that will be a challenge for Japan if it does resume international tourism? If it does, I think definitely so. Because among my friends, I wouldn't say nobody would feel comfortable taking off the mask outside of their homes. When they're going out. So, if there are a lot of tourists coming to Japan and you know, going out and about without masks, then I would say there could be some worries among the Japanese people or Japan residents in Japan, and、uh, there would be some hard feelings toward them. So, if it happens, I would think that the government would advise them to wear masks、hmm. and. Uh, try to respect the sentiment of the Japanese culture, I guess.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to be hard to enforce、mm-hmm. that. That's, that's going to be a challenge, I would say. I guess when we look back at the other border restrictions that have existed and then been eased over time, we've seen Japan open its borders and then rapidly shut them when there's been. A new variant, for example, when Omicron、mm-hmm. came, they shut the borders to students and business travelers again very, very suddenly. If the borders do open to tourists, do you think that still remains a risk that borders may shut all of a sudden to people coming here for tourism purposes? That is a possibility, but I would say the possibility is lower than before because now Japan has. And, you know, Japan and other countries have been vaccinated、mm. and they have the protection and they have the antivirus drugs as well. So they have the, the means to deal with it compared to like a year ago or、mm. two years ago. So it's not like they need to be, you know, to shut, shut the borders immediately and then remain shut until 
they know what's happening. Do you think this might be playing into the government's decision making, though, when it thinks of a date that it might open, that they're just being very, very conservative? Right. They don't want to open the borders prematurely and then mm. find that they need to shut them again. Yeah, I would say Japan has been taking conservative steps since the start of the pandemic. And even though they reopen or they make policy changes, they, they make it in baby steps. So I would say they want other countries to start doing it first and then they would monitor it and how it goes and then gradually make that change in Japan. So I would say uh, among G7 countries or other major countries, Japan would be the last in line to make the policy changes, I would say. So from everything that's been reported on in the last week, it seems fairly likely at least that Japan will open its borders to tourism in some form from June, mm -hmm. assuming that there's no catastrophic rise in cases here associated with Golden Week. I know that making predictions is a dangerous game, especially on this topic, but if international tourism is allowed to resume in June, how do you think it might play out? I think it would be in phases, first with small amount of like, as we said, package tours. And then if that doesn't significantly increase the cases in Japan, then they would expand it to more individual like tourists. So maybe in the fall or by the end of the year, mm -hmm. we may see many tourists coming to Japan. It would, I would say, happen in baby steps. Kanako, thank you very much. Thanks, Oscar. That was Kanako Takahara. My thanks to her as always for joining me. And I've linked her recent articles in the show notes for more information. Also in the Japan Times this week, during an interview on Tuesday, a senior LDP lawmaker, Hiroshige Seko, said that he believed Japan should end its policy of capping daily arrivals from overseas and allow a free flow of tourists and business people. He said that travellers who have received three vaccine doses should be allowed entry, but be required to wear masks in line with government advice. The government has also confirmed that it plans to lift the daily entry cap to 20,000 entrants per day from the start of June, double that of the current daily limit of 10,000 per day. Those stories and all the latest news from Japan on the Japan Times website. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you to all of you who have recently taken the time to review the show. It's always a pleasure to read your feedback. I had additional production help on this episode from Sean McKenna. Thank you as always for listening. And until next time, Podskade Summer.